It is time for America's small caffeinated mom, Rhonda Schrock, to weigh in. Hello, Rhonda. How are you? Back from Hillsdale, are you? I'm back from Hillsdale, James. I missed you guys, missed you, missed the team, but it was really just a wonderful weekend at Hillsdale College. It's never not wonderful there. <laughs> right. Oh. So you were there for a graduation. Yes. Uh, the third of our four sons uh, graduated from Hillsdale College with a Bachelor of Arts degree in politics. And as, as graduation was approaching, actually, I was thinking about his journey to Hillsdale because it was not linear. Um, when he graduated from our high school, well, actually, when he was a junior in high school, he went on a mission trip with the youth group to a baby center in Kenya. Uh, and he worked for 10 days. They worked with babies, AIDS babies, cast off abandoned babies. And it was when he came back from that trip, what, it was the first time I ever heard him say the words political science. But it was in that impoverished country where he felt the call to public service. He has always loved America. Um, he is a longtime listener to Rush, and he would hear Rush advertise um, Hillsdale College. And so he he graduated high school kind of knowing what he wanted to do. So he, he went to a state university here nearby for his freshman year and encountered all the progressive ideology that Rush used to talk about. And it, he really bridled at it because it didn't match his beliefs, his convictions at all. So partway through that freshman year, he decided, well, we, we went to visit Hillsdale College because one of the things that attracted him was that Hillsdale does not take one penny of federal money. So we went to visit campus, uh, and I knew once we hit campus that this was the place for him. And so he, he got his things together. He applied, and we waited for weeks, and an envelope came in the mail, and it was a no. I waited and watched him as a mother, just holding my breath to see what that rejection was going to do. Because he's, he's my quiet one. He's a man of few words. He's non-emotive. And I thought, oh, is this going to crush him? How, how is he going to handle this? He, he didn't bat an eye. He just got right back up. He was on the phone with admissions, and he started the whole process again. Well, Meanwhile, he, he took extraordinary steps, and I've written about this in the essay, to uh, enhance his application, to do everything he could do to give himself the best possible chance of getting into Hillsdale. He applied a second time, and again, when the envelope came to the house, it was a no. And again, I, I held my breath because it's so hard to watch your kids you know, suffer disappointment. And again, without batting an eyelash, he got up and one more time he took a swing. And on that third try, one day, a beautiful, thick packet came in the mail and it said, congratulations, you have been accepted. So he, he never took one day for granted that he was on that campus. And every time we are there, we feel the gratitude of it. But the reason I share this story, uh, and it's a very personal story, is because it showed me two things. The first one was I realized that I could not possibly know, even as in tune and connected as I, as I am as a mom, even I did not completely know what was in that kid until it was put to the test. 
So when his dad and I watched him um, get back up and fight through the adversity, we were overwhelmed with joy to discover that he had that kind of perseverance and that kind of strength in him. And not only had that been in there developing inside his courageous heart, but it also uh, developed it even further. It just, and I knew that where he's going, he will need all of that and more. The second lesson that I took from it is that we have to allow our kids to go through hard things. If we snowplow the roads of life for our kids, as author Kevin Lehman has said, we will produce weak and immature adults. We just will. And when you mentioned uh, that you've started going to the gym, you know, and it's painful at first, but that's how change is going to come. It's that resistance. It's those weights uh, pushing yourself to the limit. You will experience change. And that's true for us, but it's also true for our kids. And James, I know how hard it is to see our kids struggle, either just from, you know, the hard things that happen in life, but from the consequences of their poor decisions. And I used to be a pillow hauler. And a pillow hauler is a parent who follows her kids around with a pillow, and I, I wanted to slip it underneath their buns, you know, to cushion those falls. <laughs> well, yes. you, yeah, and I realized that that was not helpful, and that it would they would learn things quicker if they were allowed to experience under our watchful eyes, you know, consequences of their decisions. Absolutely. And I, Yes, and I could interfere, actually, with God's ability to work in their lives if I tried to circumvent those hard things. And sometimes that means your ego has to step aside. Sometimes it means you have to just purposely take your hands off, be there for them, but allow them to grow in the same ways that we have grown. Because it was the hard things in our lives that developed those spiritual, mental, emotional muscles. So Grant and I decided, you know, long ago that we were more interested in the boys' character than in their happiness. And that required character on our part. Right. And that's hard. Us first, before the kids. We cannot ask them to do and be what we aren't and won't do. Rhonda, where can we find your essay? Uh, it's on the Daily BS today, thedailybs.com. Uh, raising kids with character requires parents with some of their own. Rhonda, thank you so much. And rondashrock.com, spell your last name for us. <laughs> S-C-H-R-O-C-K. Rondashrock.com. So oh, thank and you, my, Ron- song, yes. my, my theme song, The Things We Do for Love. I had to make a Cambodian oh, I dish. I had to make a Cambodian dish today or this week for a teenager totally outside my uh, purview, but I did it, and the kids at the high school devoured it, and so I thought, ah, the things I do for love. If you have it in your library, <laughs> maybe sometime you can play it. Maybe sometime we will. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate you. you, darling. Love you. Talk with yeah. you later. James yeah, Golden, A.K. Snurley, yeah. coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, Otis Redding. Goodness. I didn't even request mm-hmm. this one. Try a little tenderness on WABC Talk oh, Radio 77. Coming back right after this. And young girls, they do get weak.